in a world where standing six feet apart is recommended, Podcasticon rose from the ashes in January of 2021 for the first audio-only pop culture convention. Well, fear not. This summer, Retrofied Magazine and Podcasticon present Blockbuster, a one-day-only convention where guests and podcast hosts come together to talk about the movies and experiences that we all love. There will be panels about blockbuster movies and even a parade. Follow at PodcastCon on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to PodcastCon on all podcasting platforms. Retrofied Magazine and PodcastCon present Blockbuster on July 3rd, 2021. The one-day audio-only pop culture convention to end all one-day audio-only pop culture conventions. Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Uh, yeah, Breaker and Bane's power hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation. Oh no, the most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sounders, episode 379 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. My name is Brian Breaker, and of course, of course, the hell of, course. of course, I can't even talk now. <laughs> Joining me on the other side of the table, Big underscore Bane. What is going on, man? You know, not a whole lot, man. Enjoying that uh, that May weather, right? Yeah. May the fist be with you. Damn right, coming up. That's right. We got a lot of we got a lot of topics today, man. We got some wrestling talk. We got some movie talk. We got some toy talk. Of course, our tournament is wrapping up. I'm sure you're excited about that. Oh yeah. And then of course, uh, PHPW. Yes. May the fist be with you. We got some announcements there as well. Absolutely. Uh, we also got to touch on this, and I know that you are not happy because you expressed that you were not happy before the show. Uh, yeah. Bang, bang, not Bane, bang, announced, is it Wilden or Wielden? I'm sure it's Wilden water, Watermelon. Wilden Watermelon. Yeah. Um, obviously, if people don't know, how long were you wanting a watermelon flavor? Pretty much since, like, I, I don't know, like maybe, um, when was it? basically the first mystery flavor, I would say. You know, yeah. I can't remember what it was now. Man, what was the first? Was the first one Rainbow Unicorn? Rainbow Unicorn. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Ever since then, I was like, man, I hope they do a watermelon one soon. I, and I remember the candy apple crisp you thought might have been watermelon because right. the or, or the red and green. Yeah. But and that was obviously not the case. I mean, of course, watermelon is more of a uh, summertime flavor. Sure. But like, 
Yeah, I've been dying for a watermelon flavor from Bang, and um, you kind of sworn off the energy drink. So, are you gonna at least give us yeah. one the old uh, little sipski? I, you know, I, I don't know. There's, I think the, uh, the whatever the last flavor they came out with, I skipped out on. I haven't never tried it. Was that the delish strawberry kiss? That yeah, one? Yeah, I never tried that. I mean, I they're out of your system now. You're just like, Neh. yeah, and also too like, I, now that I've gone so long without spending. T- 250 on on a can so oh yeah you know it's like do i really want to do that again it changes your perspective it does you know i mean so i don't know i i i say that but then if i ever see one of the rocks energy drinks i'm buying it like right. immediately because i just i want to try especially that pineapple coconut one i mean that sounds amazing that does sound good um yeah i don't know like i i, I think it's gonna be a fun flavor but i mean you know like with bang they've made so many flavors now i know i notice a lot of stores don't even carry every one because i think you almost can't. Right. And so like I was looking at our local store quick trip the other day and I noticed the two like American flag ones, like the strawberry and yeah. purple, they didn't have those anymore. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell happened there? You know? And I think it just, they got to do new stuff all the time. Yep. So I mean, they got to figure out a way to stay relevant. I understand. Yeah. And then um, there's other companies like Ray's, you know, yeah. Big Chuck's all about them. And you know, they're, they're kind of coming up on their tail a little bit. I feel like, yeah, well, we I mean, we're definitely kind of seeing a new, uh, a spike in, energy drinks companies you know yeah i mean it seems like it hasn't happened in a while but i think monster in my opinion maybe red bull too but mostly monster kind of like was the energy drink company there for a little bit yeah for a long time then i thought i felt like bang bang kind of overtook maybe not overtook but certainly was a solid second there for a bit i think well i think you're right because i think i think the way it because we basically had we had other companies too but we basically had Red Bull, Rockstar, and Monster. Yeah. And I felt like Monster was the energy drink for energy drink drinkers. Oh, yeah. Red Rockstar was more like the energy drink for people who didn't have enough money to buy Monster at the time. You know, you get the Rockstar because it's cheaper. Red Bull... Which, honestly, good strategy. Right. Red Bull is if you're planning on getting drunk tonight. Okay. You know what I mean? bombs and whatever. Right. Red Bull and vodka and things like that. You know, I mean... Which I used to love in my drinking days. I thought that stuff was great, but um, then you find out how terrible that is for your heart. <laughs> Red Bull, I've never actually liked the taste. I've gotten to where I could drink it, but I never actually liked the I, taste. When I first got the current job I'm at now, and of course this is also single, bigger than Scorbane, so had a lot more uh, disposable income at the time. I I was buying like they used to sell them in the four cases, four, uh-huh. four packs. I would buy a four pack a day. Mm -hmm. drink those like all day i used to love them but like i don't know now i I can't drink them well now if you remember that that little tiny cans right you know and so a four pack is equivalent to like two rock stars yeah yeah i mean it is what it is do you remember monster having the bfc the big f yes yeah i knew a guy that was drinking two of those a day no way i promise and he ended up on like, and this is not a not a lie. He ended up with a colostomy bag not too long after. And I, I can only imagine. We we don't know if that was why, but it's a contributing factor. It definitely I'm sure. didn't help anything. I, just like, I, rem- Lord, man. I remember people thinking I was nuts for buying the twenty four ounce can of Rock Stars. Mm-hmm. You know, when I because I'd buy those when I used to work at math disposers, and people would be like, "You're gonna have a heart attack by your 30. I'm like, "I'm fine. It's only one." Yeah, <laughs> I'm only having one energy drink a day. Well, I'm. Do you remember Redline? Did you ever try those? Redline. I tried those when I was trying to lose weight. So actually, the the mayhem that he uh, 
he got one of those, and they were like at Walmart. Yeah, they were more like a supplement than an energy right. drink. Yeah, because they're supposed to make you sweat like more or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, he got one. I guess he just downed it before training one day. Oh no! And apparently, it was like four servings. Yeah. Which honestly is misleading, being one container. I think, I think yeah, because if you read the label, I think they say like, do not drink more than half the bottle at uh-huh. a time. Yeah. And like, so we're all training, and he's sitting over there, and you could just see him just sweating <laughs> yeah. profusely. We're like, what's going on? He's like, my heart's beating out of my chest, man. I ain't feeling right. <laughs> like you could just see it on him, like something was off. And um, you know, we were like, did you drink that whole thing? He's like. And, you know, and Mayhem wasn't a picture of health. I mean, he drank and smoked and all that other stuff. So it's not like he needed that. So it definitely didn't help anything. But, yeah, we always thought that was kind of a funny story. That's amazing. But, um, dude, we got a lot of wrestling talk this week. Yeah. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break. Cracking them. Buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, first bit of news, Big Underscore Bane. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know if you're aware of this, but Daniel Bryan apparently is officially a free agent. No longer under contract to WWE. No longer under contract, huh? That's what a lot of people are saying. They, of course, moved his profile over to the alumni page, which is normal. Um, the talk is they're trying to get him re-signed. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what do you think, man? Does he, does he show up in AEW? I mean... To be fair, we're recording this a few days early, so that could have already happened. Yeah. He could be back on SmackDown. I've heard he wanted a reduced schedule, which makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. he said he's he kind of knew he was wrestling on borrowed time anyway, and so he certainly doesn't want to he's kids, obviously. He doesn't right. want to continue wrestling full time with the kids and possible injuring himself and stuff like that. So um what do you think? I mean, I, if I were WWE, I would definitely I would I would think that losing Daniel Bryan would be a pretty big hit. It would be a pretty big hit, and I, I don't think they're going to let him go that easy, right? Uh, because they obviously know AEW's right there, and he can go have money matches over there. Yes, um, and contribute in so many different ways. I mean, and also right. too AEW. I mean, there's a lot of people there he hasn't worked. It would be yeah, like him and Omega. I mean, I know they've done independent stuff, but nothing on the main no, stage. Yeah, nothing on a big stage. But I, I think. I think they, they wouldn't let him go that easy if they were worried about that. I yeah. also think there's a slight possibility this could be a work thing. Very much so. And it could be they moved him over there. Maybe he shows up in NXT. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe he shows up on Raw. Or maybe, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. And so, or maybe they're just moving him to a, some sort of kind of producer role or something like that. Could be. I mean, it could be producer, occasional wrestler type thing. I mean, yeah. Who's to say? I just I feel like Daniel Bryan will be an asset pretty much anywhere he decides to go. Absolutely, he will. So it's kind of crazy to think a few years ago he basically retired, and we thought, well, that's it. Yeah. Then he was like a general manager, and it's like no one yeah. seemed to care. Then all of a sudden he's cleared to return, and yep. he's been wrestling for a few years now, so pretty wild, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jim Cornette made <laughs> headlines again. Uh, you know what's funny is like I know a lot of people despise Cornette, but you know what the dude? How many times have we discussed Cornette on the show? Yeah, he's got he's got a knack for making himself relevant. So he gets into it with Matt Hardy. Uh-huh. Of course, Matt Hardy, you know, part of AEW. Cornette hates AEW and everything they they stand for. Right. Um, and you know, I I guess it stemmed from Matt Hardy saying like oh, I have all this respect in the world for Jim Cornette. Just not a huge fan of his shock jock gig he's yeah. got going for himself. Yeah. Cornette takes upset, takes upset, uh, exception to that, saying, this is not a gig. This is how I really feel. 
I think it's kind of a gig, personally. Oh, yeah, it's totally a gig. And so they go back and forth, and, you know, Jim Cornette's not happy, and Matt Hardy's trying to move on and be professional. It is what it is. Did you see any of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw the Twitter war they had. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's uh, It's one of those things. I think Cornette has respect for Matt Hardy, but I think he, what he was saying was just, like, pissing Matt Hardy off because it was – it's it seemed like more like you're selling your soul out basically right you know you're really good but you're you know effing up by being with these guys i i will say this and i know some people may disagree At the end of the day there's one thing about wrestling that's important money oh yeah and if you're gonna get paid go get paid like i don't know if you saw this but dark side of the ring actually released uh, part one of the Brian Pillman episode. Oh, did they on YouTube? Okay, so you can you can watch it for free before it. I mean, it'll de- it already debuted by the time this drops. But yeah, um, you know they talked about when you know Pillman leaving WCW. The uh, what they said he did is he worked Bischoff saying, "Give me an actual release. That way, I can negotiate with WWE, and then come back here and you can pay me more mm-hmm. because like basically Bischoff said like." I can't give you what you're asking for. Yeah. If you go negotiate other places, maybe I can. So he shows up in ECW and then ultimately signs with WWE. People around Pillman were saying, oh, he worked Bischoff to get him an actual release so he could go to the WWE. Right. Bischoff goes, if you believe that, then you're an idiot. What I actually did was release him so he could go to WWE. And then when I brought him back in a couple of years, pay him what he wanted. Yeah. They both seem logical. Yeah. I don't know what the actual right answer is. Yeah. But I thought that that was an interesting interesting take. And he's saying pay him what he wanted, meaning like he'll be a bigger star. Right. So now I can bring him over and pay him as a star. He was saying Pillman was in the 250K a year range. He right. wanted 400. Couldn't justify it. Yeah. Go to the WWE, become a big star, essentially come back in two or three years. Then I can pay you that. Yeah. Because you'll have the WWE dust type of thing. Right. Um. All of it kind of sounds true, and Pillman was so out of out of his mind, seemingly at that time. Mm-hmm. Who's who's to say what he was telling people? Like, I mean, right. all everyone was saying the same thing, but their their own spin on it, you know. Well, it sounds like everybody was saying the same thing. It's just some people were leaving the WCW, going back to WCW part out. And here's the thing: knowing Pillman, he was probably just crossing T's on both sides. Of course, yeah. letting yeah. Bishop believe. No, 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 I'll come back in three years, and I'll right. be worth more money. And yeah. here's the thing. He probably would have gone back had that more money been there. Of course. But if WWE wants to counter back, no, 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 we'll pay you that to stay. Okay, I'll, I'll stay. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's money. Like, yeah. Edge, you know, he mentioned in that 24 documentary, he essentially used AEW yeah. as a way to make more money in WWE. He straight up said it. Yeah. It's like, that wasn't what my intention was. Bullshit. Like, right. I love Edge, but I mean, right. again, he, why would he come back for, for less? He wouldn't. He's he's the ultimate opportunist for a reason, and I think Christian probably <laughs> did the same thing, and yeah. they were like, "Sorry, yeah. can't do it." And so he he did go. Yeah, we'll keep and, it, but we're gonna put a blue screen over your face. Yeah, <laughs> and he did go, and good for him. Hopefully, he's getting paid. You know, I think right. at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent all that matters. So, um, going back to Cornette and Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy, I'm sure is making pretty good money in AEW. Oh yeah, Jim Cornette not liking it is not really unexpected. Of course. I mean, I can't, I couldn't imagine if I was like a big fan of like daytime television and being like, you know, Mari Povich, I'm tired of the, you know, who the, who's the, who's the father. Right. Like you need to step, you know what I mean? Right. Like I'm just not going to watch. Right. If I don't like something, I am certainly not going to spend my free time and energy watching it. 
Here's the problem, though, is nobody listens to Cornette unless he's going crazy about AEW. Right. Because I, I'll be honest, when he did this drive through podcast, it was like an hour long and it was him telling old stories. Right. I like that. Yeah. Let's talk about the Memphis Territory. Let's talk about, you know, WWF in the 90s. Right. Okay. I, I love it. Right. Give me, give me all those stories. But the only time he makes headlines is when he says, yeah, Matt Hardy's a son of a bitch or right. fuck Kenny Omega or whatever it is he says. Like, that's right. what gains headlines, not that other stuff, which I found more entertaining. Of course. So. That's just that's just kind of the way it is. But, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I think he just needs to quit watching wrestling because it's clearly not his cup of tea anymore. Yeah. And I don't know. But I, I'm I'm kind of right there with him. I don't really care for AEW myself. Like, sure. If there's not a whole lot there for me. But you're not going to watch it. Just right. to get on the internet I, and trash everybody else. I don't out. right. I don't turn turn it on, watch it, and then go bitch about like Sammy Guevara. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna do that. Because I mean they're all talented, otherwise they wouldn't be there. It's just not my thing. Exactly. And that's what's so strange to me is like how, how people are these days. Like I, I hate that. Yeah. But then you watch it. It's like right. to me, like if you are if you're unhappy with any wrestling product, WWE, AEW, Impact, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You want them to change? Don't watch. Of course. That will make them change. Yeah. A la WWF and the Attitude Era. Right. Yeah. People stopped watching. They changed. Yes. Guess what? And then people got, wow, this is actually kind of good again, you know? Right. But it took, it took a while, but it happened. Yeah. Um, You told me you watched this uh, before we recorded. I, I know a lot of people had a lot of pretty strong opinions on social media, including mm-hmm. several people we follow. Uh, how about the Macho Man A&E uh, documentary that aired this past week. Yep. This is the third in the series of eight, I believe, or we've already seen Stone Cold Steve Austin and Rowdy Roddy Piper. You said you caught up on all three. Yep. What'd you think? Um, as far as the other two go, I really enjoyed them. Yeah. Stone Cold, Rowdy Piper, loved them. Macho Man's, I loved it until the end. And when it went negative. Yeah. And it got. I didn't feel it was as bad as most everybody said, you yeah, know, because yeah. I mean, everybody's got some negatives in their life. You know what I mean? They, they talked about Piper's drug use and things like that. I mean, but I felt like they were a little bit more centrally focused on macho man's drug use yep. than they were with Piper. Piper was just kind of like mentioned, you know, Do you, I mean, it's like, is that a shock? Like, Hey, macho man did drugs. Like, right. I, no shit. I mean, have you met look at the guy? Right. Like, clearly he's out of his mind most of the time. Yeah. Out of his mind. And I mean, like, I mean, it was pretty clear. He was probably on steroids. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he was so much bigger than what he was in the, right. you know, early nineties. And, and that's like when he's in his like forties. Right. You no. Know, so obviously, I mean, I remember when he came back and he had the, he started doing the ponytail, uh-huh. which I think was to hide the bald spot. Of course. And um, he had the new gear, and he was, like, immensely jacked. Right. It was pretty clear. Veins everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Pretty clear, like, something was going on. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I, I don't sit there and, like, bash anybody for that. No. You know, I mean, I think, you know, if, if that's what they want to do and if that's what they feel they need to do, it's, to me, it's equivalent to women getting plastic surgery. If that's right. what you feel like you need to do to make yourself, you know, have the right look or to feel better about yourself, by all means do it. But I, I think I, I felt like they focused a little bit too much on the negative things in Macho Man, especially with the uh, gorgeous George and the, you know, you mentioned this off air, the the cameras in our house and things like that. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was just a little bit like we didn't really need to know that part. Well, and, and if that was even true, life, you know, what does it say that? you know, art imitates life or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, macho man. One of the things I vo- most vividly remember about him when I was a kid, jumping over the top rope to the floor, grabbing Elizabeth and moving her over. Right. Yeah. Controlling, controlling. Yes. And 
part of that was probably a character. Yeah. But part of that was probably him being a little bit out of his mind. Yeah. Well, and, and, it, and they made it sound like he was actually that way with Elizabeth. Elizabeth. I re- yes. And I remember specifically at WrestleMania 5, um, she came out to the ring by herself mm-hmm. because, you know, whose side is she going to be on? Hulk, Hulk or Macho? Right. And if you watch that tape, because I've heard Pat Patterson mention this, like she had to walk down by herself and he, Macho Man's like, don't let anyone touch her. Yeah. Pat Patterson's got both hands like on each side of her, fully extended. Mm with security all around so like no one touches her walking down the aisle. Wow. That's like some pretty over the top paranoia. A little bit, yeah. And, and like you hear stories about her being locked in closets and yeah. stuff like that. I mean like you can't imagine she's going to be happy in that situation. Of course not. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I don't know. But I do I do think a big reason why a lot of these negatives were brought up mm-hmm. because they're trying to be like dark side of the ring. Yeah, but you just don't do that, man. Like, you know what I mean? I Well, I know, I guess online, one thing that that was not brought up that a lot of people were upset about is Macho Man was very involved with Special Olympics. Yeah. That's not even touched on. Yeah. Right? But the rumor about him and Steph wasn't touched on. Exactly. So if you're going to bring up this negative, <laughs> right. why didn't you bring up that negative? Of course. And I don't even know if I ever told you this. Several years ago, we went to a live show in Oklahoma City, me and another guy. Um, to watch Mick Foley stand up comedy. Yeah. At the end, Jim Ross gets up there and they're kind of doing a Q and A. Mm-hmm. Any questions? Dude, literally two seats from us. Are you saying, yeah? Uh, is the Macho Man Stephanie rumor real? He goes. Mick Foley goes. That's a disrespectful question. We're not answering that. And we're like, oh. Mick Foley got got attitude. Yeah. Weird. That's one of those things where you know I, I don't I, I don't know if that any of that is legitimate. I mean, well, but I mean. Because it's a rumor, right? Right, of course. But, I mean, now they really started a rumor with the Gorgeous George thing and him having cameras in our house because there's no f- evidence about that. Right. You know, I mean, so really these documentaries, just because they're set up as a documentary, it doesn't mean any of this stuff is even true. You know? And you brought up off the air before we recorded, like, why was Bubba the, Bubba the Love Sponge on Why there? was he even there? Like, yeah. He mentioned something about him pooping his pants. He just told... Millions of people, the Macho Man at one point pooped his pants and was made fun of about it. It's like... So, for, for the record, I've never actually pooped my pants. Let me tell you, I've had some close damn calls. I've had some creepers, you know? <laughs> like, but uh, it, like, why? Why does that need why? to be said? And I get... If you look at Bubba the Love Sponge, there's no way in hell he hasn't pooped his pants. But no one cares, because who the hell is He's he? He's Bubba the Love Sponge. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But I, I think it's... If they would have just said, like, his name was, like, something Clem... Todd Clint, right. maybe, maybe. If yeah. they just put that, I wouldn't have known who that guy was. Yeah, I don't know who both love sponges. And so it's it's just it's one of those things like that. Not only should he have not have said it, but the people editing the show should have caught that. Yeah, and should have taken that out. I know part of that was to tell the story of the overall hatred that Savage and Hogan had. Of course, but you can do that without saying the guy pooped his pants. Right. Well, and I mean, I have always heard at WrestleMania 9, Savage is the one that punched Hogan. Yeah. And that's where that yeah. weird black eye came from. Yeah, I've heard that too. And now Hogan, I guess, said it was like a, he got hit with like, he like got hit the face with like a, a sea or something. Like, 
A Sea-Doo would have done a hell of a lot more damage. I don't think you'd have a freaking head anymore, pal. No, like, no. I mean, not just a weird black eye. You would have broken bones. I mean, yeah. It would have been way more than a black eye. So the part of me kind of make, makes me think, I mean, because there was clearly some heat there. Oh, yeah. I think most people are aware of that. So, um, and Hogan has said they patched things up before he died. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe that either. See, I was going to say that. I, I don't know if that's necessarily true because I never heard that from Macho. Yeah, he never once said that. And and so I, I don't know if I believe that. But it's it's also one of those things where it's easy to say that without that necessarily being factual when no one else can. You well, know. You, nobody can back it up. I'm kind of also a little bit shocked. And I don't know if she's still alive, but you know, they mentioned Macho Man married his high school sweetheart. Kind of surprised she wasn't interviewed. I was a little shocked by that, too. I don't. I don't know if she is alive or not. Still, but. which kind of puts into the perspective of like, could she like basically say like, no, he never he never said he met Hogan at the Heart Doctor and right they patch things up right. I mean Hogan's always said that. I was not the first time I've heard him say that. So again, I don't know, but yeah, I did. I did feel like there was a lot there that was cool, but you know, and I was actually talking to Travis Fowler about this the other night. I was like, you know, they could have pushed away all the gorgeous George stuff mm-hmm. and touched more on special Olympics. But that is a fluff piece. So may, you know what I mean? But not so they didn't do a fluff piece with Austin. Cause I think they kind of did there. Well, it, they, they did a hell of a fluff piece with Roddy Piper. I yeah. mean, that wasn't like, like again, they brought up a couple of negative points, but they, they certainly didn't, didn't bring up WrestleMania six. Did they? Right. They didn't focus on it though. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and they, they mentioned about him like, you know, um, uh, not being a people person, you know, and how like he had gotten stabbed a couple times, but it was all like almost like applauding the fact that he got stabbed because he was such a good heel. Mm-hmm. You know, there really wasn't a whole lot of negatives about that interview. And so, or that, that documentary. So for them to just, and it was so weird because it was such a 180 turn from like how amazing he was in the ring and how great he and talented he was to just like, phew. yeah, it was just, so bizarre how they just flipped it out of nowhere. And that's where I, I go back to dark side of the ring. Cause they did a macho man episode. Right. Yeah. Him and Elizabeth. Well, there they, was some of that that I remember from that episode. Right. But they never touched on, um, uh, anything with gorgeous George. Right. And so that makes me feel like WWE partnered up with a and E to kind of one up that a little bit. Cause uh, dark side of the ring is gaining so much traction. Probably. That's all just a theory. I don't know, but yeah. kind of makes you wonder. Yeah, probably so. But I think that, it's things like that. Like I feel like with Dark Side of the Ring, I feel like they're unbiased. When yes. you know that WWE is tied to this, it makes it seem like another you know self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior type thing. I don't think Dark Side of the Ring are trying to. I don't think they're not trying to tell the story accurately. You know what I mean? Which yeah. I feel like the WWE ones may be doing that. Right. I feel like they're trying to just take what the information they have mm-hmm. and run with it the best they can. Yeah. You know, and and that's what I I find. And again, even if like they don't have a specific interview, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Rick Martell did not want to participate in the Dino Bravo episode. You know what I mean? Like there's a little right. thing, like they'll put right. that out there. Like we tried, didn't happen. Here's a shoot interview he did 10 years ago. And he kind of briefly talks about it. So yeah, yeah. I feel like they, they do try to cover all bases there. Yeah. Uh, that being said, Dustin Rhodes was not happy with the Brian Pillman episode. He wasn't. He, he basically kind of criticized them on Twitter. I wonder what happened. Well, there again, there's a lot of negatives there. And uh, Melanie Pillman, I'm sure you heard about that. She does not look good. No. Yes. That is was, that that's Brian's widow? Okay. Yeah. 
does not look good. So I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, other news, Eva Marie has uh, been announced to return to WWE. Yeah. Did anyone even notice she was gone or coming back? I mean, mm, did anybody care? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it, her and her doofus husband. I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't care. Um, you know, I mean, great. I mean, I knew it was bound to happen. But, but it, it's one of those things where it's like, I felt like the timing is so bad. It's like, oh, really? You're going to release like Chelsea Green and Mickey James right. and the Iconics, but you're bringing back Eva Marie? Right. Somebody who... For sure, can't wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart idea. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a kind of a, a weird decision, but yeah. you know, it's the wrestling business. Yeah. Anyway, we got some movie talk. Why say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Breaking and Bane at the movies. This is Breaking and Bane at the movies. This is Breaking and Bane at the movies. This is. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. How about the announcement? Young Rock renewed for season two because I know you need more rock in your life. Of course, yeah. (laughs) I don't have enough, by God. Yeah. Uh, Have you watched that at all? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I'm not like caught up on the season or anything, but I mean, it's a. It's, it's got some fun moments. It's not a it's not a bad show. I actually enjoy the show. I just I don't consider it really a comedy. Like it's not really a comedy. I don't feel like I've laughed. <laughs> that I've heard somebody say that like it's it's a good show, but I've never laughed. I don't I don't really know what it is. It's yeah, because it's not even really a drama. I think it's just a. I mean, it's a comedy, but it's just not funny. I think it's interesting that they have the rock at three different points, actually technically four different points in his life. Cause it's like actual current age, right? But like young kid, teenager, and then like young adult, right? Kind of, kind of interesting. So yeah, it's a fun concept. I mean, I, I feel like that, that might be a show that kind of runs its course after a while. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I mean, and, and I also too wonder how much of it's fabricated because like, I don't know about you. I can't remember what I, you know, had for breakfast last week. I can't remember a story from 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Well, like, there's also like that, you know, they, what I call it revisionist history. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, you kind of remember it. Like they did one whole episode where he gets a job in college. Yeah. And they're checking, they're checking the phones. Did you, you see know, that? Yeah. You know, that's not completely accurate. Well, hell no. Like, but again, that to me is like a creative freedom of taking an idea and basically well, it's just kind of working it to make it a TV show. Well, yeah. And it's just, it's basically like, Having fun with the story is what it is. But like they did one one arc about his mom trying to get on Star Search. That probably really happened. Right. I know his grandmother really was a promoter in Hawaii. Yeah. Was there probably a rival promoter trying to put her out of business? Probably. Yeah. Did she do a screw job on Rocky Johnson? I don't know. Like you know what I mean? It's like there's yeah. a little bit of that that could be kind of like made for television. I thought that um, was so fun. By the way, that one moment to explain what was happening to. To, to the wife because she doesn't watch wrestling. So when she was watching that unfold, she was like, what's going on? Like, what's, so it was, it was really fun to be able to explain what a screw job was to her. Cause she right. had no idea. I was right. Like, this happens every now and then. Yes, it does <laughs> indeed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the show. I think it's, it's perfectly fine for what it is, but yeah. I don't know if it would be, a, I, I think it's also a show. Like I've also been a big believer in this certain show shouldn't go too long 
Yes. Four seasons maybe would be like perfect. Uh, yeah, I think so too. And you know, I, 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 and actually, I think once you get to, I'm sorry to catch up, but when they get to the point of like the WWF, we, we don't need anymore because we've seen all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know? Yeah. We know all that, but like, I think, um, I think actually one of the parts I enjoy the most is when it's just him talking to whoever he's talking to. That bef- main that main guy that bef- was right. the fake Jim Halpert. Right. Yeah, that guy. And I think those are some of my favorite parts because those are actually funny to me. And then um, there was one scene where he was um, <laughs> talking about how he, like everybody in town was pissed off at him because he got a Philly, yeah. you know, protein style where basically just no carbs. <laughs> I was like, that's... That's pretty funny, but like it's I don't know the the stories. It's like they're good, but they're not super funny. Yeah, but I mean that's kind of par for the course, I guess. Yeah, uh, Heels officially had their first trailer debuts August the fifteenth on Stars. Yes. I assume it'll be on uh, hopefully Hulu, and I'm sure Voodoo will be able to you be able to purchase it there. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you think upon seeing the trailer, man? I dug it. It looks very very good. I I have a feeling it's probably one I'll have to buy on Voodoo because I think even if it is on Hulu. You'll probably have to get the stars add on. Could be. So I would imagine. Which is not worth that. I'd no. rather just buy the series. Yeah. I think this first season's only eight episodes. So yeah. I'm fine with buying that. Absolutely. I feel like it's got a kind of a, an interesting, serious tone, which I wasn't sure it was going to have, which I, I think that's kind of fun considering you can tell the wrestling's going to be very 80s. Yes. Like Ricky Rabies, that's Punk's character, obviously. So, of course, like there will be comical moments in there because of things like that. But, like, yeah, it does seem like it's having a very serious tone, which I think I think is good because it'll kind of show, you know, especially for people who maybe have no idea about the independent scene. Like, it'll show people, like, kind of how rough it probably is. You right. Know? And I, and I think that's what's really cool about it. Um, we also got some Marvel movie news. I don't know if you saw this or not. I did, yes. Um, obviously, this year we're going to see four Marvel films released. I think mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. mostly because of COVID from last year. But Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, which we saw the first kind of look at that. Not yep. really a trailer, but a look at it. And Spider-Man No Way Home. And then uh, next year, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder. And then we just recently found out this is going to be titled Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, man? I think it's good. I um, I like the fact, and if I remember right, they're going to be re- not recasting. Right. They're just not recasting T'Challa. Right. They're right. passing the mantle of um, uh, the Black Panther on, mm-hmm. which I think is I think is fantastic. Yeah, and then uh, Captain Marvel 2 officially retitled The Marvels. Yeah. Don't know a whole lot about why that is, but yeah, that'll be interesting. And then 2023, we'll see uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians of, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then they also, Very excited for that. Yes. And they also showed uh, a Fantastic Four logo, but yes. no date yet. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. I've always liked the Fantastic Four. I didn't hate those movies, the first mm-hmm. two, but I just didn't think they were that great. Yeah. Like, they were okay. For that era of a comic book movie. Well, and a lot of movies, a lot of comic book movies from that era were very much like you watch them once and you're good. Right. You don't really need to buy them, you know, or you don't really need to watch them over and over again. Right. They don't totally stand the test of time. I did not see the one that came out in like 2013, 2014. Yeah, I didn't watch that either. I don't know anyone that actually did. It was a very strange time. We're like, oh, that's happening, you know, because I felt like. MCU was so hot at that moment. It was yeah. like, oh, they're doing this, are they? Yeah. I almost think Fantastic Four needs like an origin story. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, because like we, we all know the Fantastic Four, but we don't really know why they're the Fantastic Four. 
I even thought the first movie it was very strange because they they sh- they showed them get their powers, mm-hmm. but we didn't actually know how they like knew each other. Right. Like we didn't know how Reed Richards and Ben Grimm became friends. Right. We didn't know how he knew Sue Storm. Yeah. And why they had like sexual tension. Right. Like, none of that was really ever answered. Yeah. Like I, I remember that movie shows him like the opening scene is him walking in to talk to Victor Von Doom about we got to go to space. Yeah. And that was like, you're like, well, what's going on here? And like, not that it was like a horrible movie. It just wasn't that great. Right. So I, I'm excited to see what Marvel does with it, man. I think it'll be great. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, we got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. All right, a little bit of toy talk. So, big underscore bane last week. We, uh, we, I had you look at the Santana figure. So this week, it's only appropriate that you get to take a first look at Ortiz, the other half of Proud and Powerful. What do you think? I dig it. I actually, um, I like the fact he's got the little little flippity flop. Um, I love. See, I've we talked about this with like extra hands and extra heads. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a case in point where like they're very necessary. I like that the hands, the extra hands have the gloves on them. Yes. And then the extra head is a completely different hairstyle. Yep. I dig that. Yeah, I dig that too. Um, and I actually open up Santana here, and you know he kind of wraps the the flag around himself. Okay. Which he comes with. And I felt like seeing it, that version adds a lot more to it, does it not? It does, yeah. So, um, I mean, great figures. I think Jazzwares is doing an amazing job with these. Yeah, they're killing it. I mean, it's... It's, um, it's, it's pretty damn cool that it's like so... So close to Mattel because if you're if you're a collector, even if you're a loose collector, or even if you're still a kid who likes to beat up figures, I mean, it's got to be fun to have two different companies in basically the same scale. Absolutely, that you can just mix and match. I mean, that's that's got to be such a cool thing for for these kids. No, I think it's I think it's a great idea, and um, I'm you know I'm glad that they're doing so well. I think it kind of sucks in the fact that they're doing so well that they're hard to find. Yes, but I think it's really cool that they're doing so well that we know that the future of the line is definitely going to be it's going to be around for a while. It's going to stick around for a while. And that, you know, honestly, with how good their figures are doing, that might be something that might at the moment might be more important to them than than, you know, anything else, because that's like probably making a hell of a lot of money just off merchandise. Yeah, one thing I have noticed, and, I, and I've talked about this a little bit, I kind of want to get your take on it. Um, you know, Jeremy runs the AEW line. And uh, he's very interactive on social media, letting yeah. people know, like, hey, how about tomorrow we reveal picks or whatever. But almost everything he's revealed has kind of been damage control because it got leaked. Ah, yeah. And um, I'd like to get your take on that because the most recent leak has been a four-pack, and it showed Moxley, Jericho, MJF, and Omega. Okay. Uh, AEW Unrivaled four-pack. Of course, we've seen those figures already. MJF was in black trunks so it's slightly different variations but right possibly an upcoming four pack and we saw it with you know we've seen series six like the jake hager we've seen like a picture of that without him actually fully revealing it yet and yeah. you know, we've seen like the this back of this box showed up online before yeah. he even revealed who's in the wave so it's one of those things where we're seeing those before he announces them being how hot this line is and how quickly that news travels especially through twitter do you think it like he needs like how do you get on top of that and be the be the the source for the announcements? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, I don't. I honestly don't know if you do. I mean, because I feel like you would probably have to fire whoever's leaking it, you know, because it leaks from somewhere. We're, they're kind of wondering if it's like the factory in China. Well, and it could be, you know, but that's one of those things. Maybe you just got to go to a different factory in China. Yeah. You know, I mean, not that that factory would care because, I mean, they're probably paying their employees like nothing. Because, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, I don't know, but it's one of those things. Like, you got to do damage damage control or just roll with it whenever it leaks that's what he's been doing it's right. like because we saw an accessory pack get leaked which was kind of like what omega and moxley had in that big hardcore match about a year or so ago that got leaked the four pack got leaked and so he's kind of been just on damage control anytime something gets shown it is what it is I, I i don't necessarily think it's a bad thing but it's kind of like you know i saw a luchasaurus figure right before like the official pictures proto pictures came out right and stuff like that. So I'm just curious how he gets ahead of that. You know, like when he thinks like, because obviously if these are in production in the factory, people have their eyes on them. So yeah, maybe you need to start putting it out there. Like right now we don't even know as of this recording, we don't know who's in wave seven mm-hmm. officially maybe announce that and at least announce who it is. That way you can be the source of breaking that information. Or uh, the only other thing I can think of is I would assume because when, when I've worked with like, I've worked with China like once when it comes to like pins and things like that, you yeah. know. And what they do is like, you send the design over, they show you a first proof for approval, you know. Maybe that's the proof, right? Like it they could be well, and but it's online. They show you a digital proof, like of of what it looks like made. So like maybe, you know, once you get that, Jeremy Padauer gets that. Maybe just go ahead and release it because they're probably doing the same thing, you know. Yeah. Instead of letting them leak it, maybe you're like, hey. That's what I'm saying. Like, he almost needs to be the – like, and I WWE's kind of done that in the past where the internet leaks, hey, AJ Styles might be signing along with right. the Good Brothers and Nakamura. So WWE puts out their own story yep. to be the first. And, and that'd be the reason why you visit their website as opposed to a dirt sheet site. Right. And, inst- and it might be totally different with figures, but unless – like, instead of him maybe go ahead and approving it for, like, mass production, maybe he goes ahead and releases the info on the internet before he approves it. And because they're not going to release it. Like the factory is not going to release anything if they have to change everything. Right. You know, and that's maybe part of the problem is like, what if he says like, Hey, Santana and Ortiz are going to be in wave four. Yeah. They get fired randomly. Right. And then they're not in wave four. now. <laughs> right. And they like, Hey, we'll do, Hey, let's, who, who should we throw in there? How about the young bucks? You know? Right. Yeah. Well, they were just in the last two waves. That doesn't matter. We need more. And so that get, that happens. And not to say that that would, but, it's one of those things that kind of make you think that there's got to be a reason why he does what he does. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not knocking him because I think he does an incredible job, but I think it sucks that the news always gets broken before he officially puts it out there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we got some, uh, we got some news now on may the fist be with you. What do you say? We dive into it. Let's do it, man. Um, so we've got a few matches that we've already announced. I want to recap those. Let's do that. We announced last week that <clears throat> the, Tag Team Championship is on the line as Fully Posable defends against whoever wins our uh, wild card tag team tournament. Yep. On um, Patreon, I've been calling it a Twisted Tag Team Terminal. I love it. We can we can call it whatever. I don't care. Hell yeah. Um, we also announced the Die Hard Championship is on the line as Kreger takes on Mike the Cleaner. Quite an opportunity for Kreger. Absolutely. Uh, then the Gatekeeper Championship is on the line as Ethan Chambers versus Soda Hunter. Yeah, big opportunity for Ethan Chambers. He's uh, you know he's been in that spot before. Yes, but was not able to you know get the one two three. It could be a big opportunity, but Soda Hunter just won that title. Absolutely. 
So we will find out how that goes. Now, we got three more big matches that we're going to announce. Oh, boy. Lay it on me. We have... We're going to start this off. This is a triple tango tornado tag. Oh, boy. Winner of this is the number one contender. Uh, amazing. Wreck my podcast. Nice. That's Cam and Cam, and, uh, Cam Joe. and Joe, right? Versus high level enterprise. Former tag champions. Versus doing the favor. Another set of for, former tag champions. Yes. Very interesting. Yes. So, so uh, Triple Tango, number one contenders match. Yes. Correct? And, so, the, and the winners, I assume, face whoever the tag champions are at the next show. Yes. And, the, and this are our Triple Tango Tornado tags. This, this is actually the first one we've had. So these are going to be interesting sets of rules. We're doing it elimination style. Oh, boy. And when we do elimination style with tag teams, both members of the team have to be pinned oh. or submitted. So if Jack Gamble gets pinned, John Webb could still go on and win the match. Absolutely. By himself. Absolutely. So so five people have to be eliminated. Right. Wow. And so it's, it's you know, it, it's it's basically a uh, six-man elimination, but, you know, two of them paired off pretty much. Um, Very nice. The next match we're going to announce, and I'm excited for this, Breaker. We have a brand new championship. Oh, boy. We're debuting. A brand new championship. So we're making, we are going to make history at May the Fist Be With You. We are absolutely going to make history. And here's the thing. Over the past couple of months, like, you know, um, uh, Ethan Chambers, he's get, he's been first in line in catering. Dude, and I'm sure he's got his belly full and he's excited. Right. But... Here's the thing, like the people in the back of the line, you know, who who lost that match ended up having to be in the back of the line. They were like, listen, by the time I got there, the food was spoiled. Thanks. I don't Chuck. know what, what Big Chuck's doing. Their tummies were upset. And so we can't Nobody be having that. Nobody likes a rumbling tummy. We can't be having that. We can't so, have it. Not so, up in here. <laughs> what we're doing is we're nixing the idea of being first in line and catering. And what we're going to do is have a strictly battle royal championship. So the only way to win this championship is in a battle royal. Yes. And every time it's defended, also in a battle royal. Yes. Unbelievable. It will always... This literally could change hands every single month. Every single month. And I, and I love it. I love it, the idea. It's actually more likely to change hands than to stay on the same guy. Yes. You know, I mean, like the odds are definitely not in your favor. Definitely not, because they're 90% of the time are always going to be eight-man, you know, battle royals. Most likely, this is like our 24-7 title. Yes. And I'm all about yes. it. Yes. This is going to be called... The King of the Mountain Championship. Put it right in my veins. I love it. Yes. And uh, the first match, it's going to be Big Chuck. Big Chuck. Versus Bill Benis. Oh, God. He's already back on yeah, the show. Yeah, because he uh, contractually obliged now to have him on the show. God, I hate that guy. Uh, Dimitri Alexandrov. Big opportunity for him. Could win a title. Absolutely. David Thomas. David Thomas. We've talked about him. Big, yes. big uh, future star. Absolutely. That SOB, Eric Barker. Ugh. Freakazord. Oh, okay. Yeah. Opportunity for that weirdo. And Ricky the Roper Rex. Because, once again, contracts really obliged. And, once again, contracts really obliged because Pyro is the final member. Okay, who the hell is Pyro? Pyro is a Global Wrestling Extreme member. Why are we bringing more of them in? Like, I thought Ricky the Roper I'm, was a one-time deal. I'm contractually obliged because I lost at Boss Fight to bring in these schmucks from Global Wrestling Extreme. 
you are literally making my life horrible right now. I'm sorry. I'm working on a way to fix all this, Breaker. Oh, boy. So a big eight-man battle royal. Yes. The winner is the first ever PHPW King of the Mountain Championship. And every time, that title will be defended in a battle royal. Yes. Pro- most likely an eight-man yes. battle royal. Absolutely. There's huge implications there. Absolutely. So the last match I'm going to announce today. I'll go and let you announce it here. Oh, boy. It's that, uh, that second one there. It's not... It's not a square dance match, by the way. That's a, that's a flub on my part. <laughs> the old flub. Well, this is a number one contenders match. Yes. But this is an interesting number one contenders match. Yes. Because it's a number one contenders match to any title of their choosing. Yes. So that means if you win this, you pretty much, I mean, that's kind of like a money in the bank situation, right? Absolutely. King. Well, I mean, could they go after the King of the Mountain title? They absolutely could. Why not? They'd just be in a battle royal. Right. So that would probably not be the best decision. Probably not. We're going to have uh, Drew Vinsel, former PHPW champion, mm-hmm. going one-on-one. With a guy who got really close to that title. He could taste it. Yep. Elvis Aliaga. Yes. I'm excited for that one. Yes. And so uh, we'll converge with them, find out what titles they want, you know, I mean, what they decide. I mean, I mean like, can, let's be honest. They're both going to go for the PHPW title, right? I, I think Drew Vinsel has it in his heart of hearts that he wants to be the first ever two-time, two-time, you know? Sure. Because Jordan Zeilinger's got really close. Yes. And so he, he's well, getting it. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna, I was gonna do a little spoily, but I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, but well, because last month we already know that, but I will officially announce it last next week. But last month, controversy set in, and this is why Drew's getting this opportunity again this month. Right? Controversy set in, and Jordan Zeilinger won the number one contenders match. So he, I mean, but Drew Vinsel was in the ropes. The ref just didn't see it. It's. Hey, I'm not saying our referees are the best. Controversy's kind of part of the deal. Right. And so par for the course. Drew, you're getting another shot, and I'm sweetening the deal by saying if you don't want to go for the PHPW championship, you don't have to. I wonder if he's going to be like, now with the gatekeeper title. Right. I mean, you know, a lot of people the, like that Grand Slam champion. Well, and also too mantra. The, the gatekeeper is to me, I feel like one of the most important titles we have because you're literally the bouncer of the company. You're like, hey, you ain't cutting it, get out. Yeah, but I mean, do you want to sign up with a match with Mike the Cleaner? I wouldn't. I mean, you know, I mean, Mike the Cleaner's a diehard champion. Oh, well, that's true. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. the gatekeeper champion right. is Soda, Soda Hunter. Hunter but yeah. Also, not a guy I'd want to tangle with. Definitely not. Definitely not. But I mean, do you want to tangle with Tier One? Obviously, he I been, don't. He's been champion for a few months now, <laughs> right. so no, definitely not. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot a lot happening there. May the fist be with you. Do we have Absolutely. an official date yet? Official date on May the 5th. I can I can get it right now for you. It's going to be May 29th. May 29th. May the 5th be with you. I'm excited for it. Yeah. It's going to be quite a night. Absolutely. Um, we also have now time to dive into our tournament. It is Marvel versus DC as the finals, Beginner's Corbain. We are yes. finally here of your uh, your crazy brainchild here. Yeah. And uh, oddly enough, this whole Marvel versus DC tournament didn't actually happen until the final round. Well, you know, you got to build, build suspense. Build suspense. So um, I'll kind of quickly go over the entire tournament bracket here. I think we should do this in the finals to kind of update everybody. Mm-hmm. So the first round on the uh, on the DC side of things, we saw Green Arrow um, go up against Lobo. Lobo, of course, moved on to the semifinals. And we saw Batman go up against Zatanna. And, of course, Batman moved on to the semifinals. Of course. On the Marvel side of things, we saw... Spider-Man and Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. not really a shock. Spider-Man moves on to the semis. Then Magneto and Rogue, kind of a shocker to me. Magneto moves on to the semifinals. Yeah. 
Now, on the DC side, we had Batman and Lobo. And I really thought Lobo had a shot, but it is Batman. Yep. Batman moves on to the finals on the DC side. And then we had Spider-Man and Magneto. Magneto moved on to the finals. So now we are here. Batman versus Magneto. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. It went 48% to 52%. Super close. Very close. And your winner, shockingly enough, Magneto. Yeah. He beat Batman. Marvel wins. Marvel does win. I think it's one of that's those gotta things. That's got to be a little perch in your belly, right? Because no. I mean, you're a DC guy. I'm a DC guy, but I also called it. <laughs> yeah, you, you knew that was going to happen. Right, because, I mean, Batman has no powers, and he's going up against a guy who like controls metal. Batman like handles everything in metal. I mean, so yeah, I knew I knew Batman was going to get handled, but um, it's a just a wild thing. It definitely is. It's definitely a wild thing. But that leads me to. to I want to go ahead and officially announce our next tournament. We're not going to do it for a few weeks. We're going to okay. kind of let this settle. But um, a good friend of mine, Daniel Cross, hit me with this idea, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's a good idea!" Yeah. And so we're going to do it over the next several weeks once we break into it. It's going to be. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. The best fictional pro wrestler involved in a movie or television. Okay. So we're talking Bonesaw McGraw. Right. Captain Insano. Yeah. Jimmy King. Yeah. Randy the Ram. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Nacho Libre. That's another one. I mean, yeah. you have a, well, of course we'll get to pick our, you know, the four each. I mean, come on. It's just, it's going to be freaking I'm going to have to do some it's bone saw. S- studying. Um, you, you know, I don't know. Captain Insano might might take the whole thing. Could be. You know, I mean, Captain Insano is a pretty big deal. I mean, AEW thinks it's big enough to trademark it again. After heels, like Ricky the Ricky Rabies could be winning this, but yeah. he won't be in it, obviously, because that will not have happened by the time we do this. But very interesting, uh, very interesting, fun idea, I thought. Definitely. Definitely a different, different take on things. But, yeah, that wraps up Marvel versus DC, man. Boom. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Actually, yes. One more thing. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because I know you're embarrassed to talk about it, Breaker. So I'll go ahead and say it for you. On Adrenaline this past week, you and Elvis Aliaga lost to Scrand Strangler and Poetic Prophet. I know you didn't want to bring it up because you're embarrassed because... It's definitely because I didn't know. Because, because, because the Scranton Strangler is the one that beat you via countout. He got you outside, handled you, and snuck back in right before the 10 count. I just want to point out the fact that choking is still illegal in pro wrestling. <laughs> and so I uh, I completely, completely go against everything that this is. <laughs> I am ashamed of being in the same room as the Scranton Strangler. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> he is the worst yeah. ever. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm pretty sure he's Toby. Yeah. The more I think about it, it makes perfect sense. Yep. Um, I I don't know. I'm just appalled. I'm it's, literally appalled. It's uh, but you know he goes in the second round along with a uh, uh, poetic prophet, and there's a solid chance poetic prophet might be on the other fifty fifty chance he'll be on the other side of it. Could be. Yeah. Um, that'll be a very interesting tag title matchup. May the fist be with you. Let's let's dive into that in case anyone didn't see or they didn't hear. It's a, a tournament. Yes, and it's it's wild card rules, which is something I came up with years ago playing figures, where all these guys are entered into a tag team tournament. It's kind of lethal lottery style. Yep makeshift teams but when you win you're not on the same team they're redrafted in the next round yes so your winning partner could be your opponent yes or in a completely different match in the next round um and so who is left so far 
So next week, I believe... It was eight men total, right? Yes, it was eight men total. Next week or the week after, I think it might be the week after, uh, we will see, um, I believe it's GBM and David Thomas taking on Jason Wolf and Chuckles the Clown. Well, I mean, Jason Wolf's a formidable opponent. Chuckles ain't going to add a whole lot to that equation. You say that, but Chuckles, whenever Chuckles does show up, he he never wins, but he puts up more of a fight than the Scranton Strangler or Prison Mike does. True. Speaking of, I saw a Scranton Strangler Funko Pop at Target the other day. Did you? Yeah. Well, damn. I don't think it's actually him. I think he's copying Dwight, but... Right, yeah, of course. Still, you yeah. know. Interesting stuff. So, yeah, I... Uh, Thanks for bringing that up for everybody that didn't see it. <laughs> we have trying to keep everybody updated on the tournament. Yeah, yeah, that was that was very kind of you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add no. before we get out of here? That that's all. That's all you got. Okay, appreciate that. Of course, we'll give a shout out to some of our our buddies in the podcasting world. Of course, we got to start with our buddies Jeff and Scott over at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. They drop a show every Sunday, just like this one. Mm-hmm. Great dudes, and uh, we love the wrestling figure talk, so give them a follow and check out their show. And, of course, Scott has a side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yes. Which is a really fun one. And they're not always right, but they are always drunk. Absolutely. Uh, doing the Favor with Eric and Barry is another fun one. In fact, Barry Frost was my recent guest on You Know It's Fake Right. Yeah, from what I understand, he just like killed your show, and you don't have any listeners anymore. Well, I'm not going to say that. From what, from what he says, anyway. <laughs> No, nah, yeah, Barry's funny, but uh, it was it was a great conversation. Everyone seemed to be digging it. That's listened to, of course. It, but, yeah, uh, I got it queued up. I'm ready. I, I he cracks me up. I love listening to that guy. Barry is such a fun guy to talk to. Like yeah. he he was like he was one of the uh, one of the first people I thought of because also he's like such an encyclopedia of wrestling. You know, right? Just he's a fun guy to talk to. And you know, Eric Brown's coming up on a future episode as well. Very nice. Of course, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steven Erickson, another great listen. If you are into the retro world of pro wrestling, I know you'll dig that one. Absolutely. Ringside Rant with RJ, another great show. Yep. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davis. And he hadn't had an episode in a while, so I needed to message him and say, hey, what are you doing over there? You need to make a podcast, pal. Yeah. yeah. Quit farting around. <laughs> Elite Eight Showdown with old Big Chuck and Tim. Yeah. I, I, Anything positive to say? No, because I skipped their episode. I was like, you know what? If... I think it was the one with Craiger. I was like, eh. I don't know. I don't need it could be the next diehard champion. I don't need to listen to this. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kidding. No, it was uh, every now and then, like, I'll, I'll get in these moods at work where I'm like, I, I start to get aggravated. And then I hear I hear somebody, like, talking, whether it be the radio or a podcast. I'm like, I do not want to hear anybody talk right now. So I'll no, just, yeah. like, shut the radio off and don't turn it back on for a while. You're a very angry person, man. Well, that's why I'm on blood pressure medication, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so anyway, that's what happened with that one with Craiger. I was I was listening to it, and something happened at work, and it kind of triggered me getting all pissed off, and and they were laughing or talking and started and like, laughing. Hey, shut the hell like, up! F you guys having a fun time over there. I'm over here pissed off, and so I shut them off. I'll listen to it soon, but uh, yeah, good guys over there. Definitely, definitely a fun show. Highly recommend it. Uh, Boot to the Face, check out their show. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Yep. Another another fun one. Yep. In fact, I think for some future Patreon episodes, we may be kind of borrowing their top five lists. We're, we're going we're gonna to straight up steal the gimmick. Yeah, because uh, I love their top five lists. And they talk about food. My God, it makes me hungry. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, for sure. So great stuff there. Uh, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger, Craiger, Cam, yep. Joe. Good stuff. All members of the PHPW roster. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Check that out. Howlin' with the Wolf, 
with our buddy Jason Wolf, who's yeah. uh, doing an awesome podcast. Great artwork. Hasbro figure. She's got a 3D printer. This dude's got his hands in everything. Yeah, just killing it. And sketch cards, everything. It's a lot of, lot of fun. Uh, pulling up a chair with a chair shot. Yes. Another really fun show. He had Scott uh, from Fully Posable on recently, which is a lot of fun. And another uh, show I'm going to throw out there that I have forgotten to put on our uh, list, just just, just uh, me blanking, Nerdy Laser, Richard Yule's podcast, the Nerdy yeah. Laser podcast. In fact, he's uh, gearing up another podcasticon, which I think we're going to be a part of, which will be a lot of fun. Okay. I'm digging that. Uh, if you like wrestling comic books, Grapple Holden to be the man. And, of course, uh, Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia. You can get all of those on Amazon. And um, to be the man in uh, WrestleTopia over on Comixology. And then, of course, we also have our side projects. Uh, we've got, you know, it's fake, right? With me, Brian Breaker, every Monday. This most recent week, we had, uh, like I already mentioned, Barry Frost from Doing the Favor. This coming week, uh, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on a Sunday, will be Scott from Fully Posable. Very cool. Yeah, so uh, got some got some great guests lined up. It's a lot of fun. And then, of course, uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. I guess yep. it's official. It's coming back. It's returning. Yeah, and you are so excited about it. I'm not gonna say it starts this Tuesday, but I'm not gonna say it's not. Um, oh, I man. have I have been in the studio with them, so I don't I don't know I don't know when it starts. It could be this Tuesday. It could be three months from now. I, I don't know when he plans on having these released, but that could also be why you're so angry. Uh, yeah, it could be. I mean, the guy has legit ruined my life, and um, you know it is what it is. But you know, hey, whatever. I'm here. Well, um, I, I can tell you, though, he really pissed me off in the first episode. Did you punch him? I wanted to. I wish you would. I wanted to. and uh, But you will find out maybe this Tuesday. Maybe not. I don't. I really don't know. But whenever it's up there, you will see. Definitely. And then, of course, I got to talk about my other side project, the TB Toycast. Yeah. Me and Travis are uh, doing a podcast on retro toys, episode one is up, which is Masters of the Universe Series 2. As we record this, Episode 2 will be up um, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Series 1. However, I have been having some issues getting it up on Apple. Um, it's on Spotify, Google, a bunch of other apps, but I cannot seem to get it on Apple. Now, here's the weird thing. If you copy the RSS feed, you can actually find it on Apple, but it's not searchable. And there's no link, so it's really been kind of a, a weird process because I've never had this happen before, so... Hoping to get that figured out in the next week or two. Yeah, that's a, that's a really bizarre thing. I mean, it's I I know when like when we first had this podcast, I think it took it seemed like it took a couple of weeks for it to actually show up on on iTunes. But. Yeah, and but I I've been over that period of time, so right, that, it should be there by now. And it's yeah, not. And, and that's what's weird to me. It's like it's been enough time that it should be it should be there, and the fact that it's still not showing up is like, okay, what's going on here? And so I've had some people kind of look into it, and I'm. Kinda, Try a couple more things and see if I can figure it out. But yeah, hopefully it'll be up soon. And uh, if you're wanting to listen to it, uh, hit me up. I can guide you through the process of how to get it on your iPhone through Apple. It just takes a few more steps. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, all of Bane's music can be streamed on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. Absolutely. And then um, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. Check us out there. We have the weekly energy shot, PHPW Adrenaline. Yep. Video game podcast. Bane's World, all kinds of good goodies over there. Oh yeah, good stuff. And you know, um, the Bane's World isn't isn't all the time, but you know, just whenever there's something topical to talk about that maybe doesn't fit into the uh, narrative of Power Hour or something like that, I like to pick it up and talk about it as Bane World, as Bane's World, definitely. And then of course, uh, 
Outsiders Beard Co. and Average Panda Gear. Any new updates there? No new updates there, but um, still good stuff. Just make sure to you know help out, support, do all you can do. Indeed. And then all of our t-shirts are available. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker. BBPH.RedBubble.com and WhatAManeuver.net. So you can check them out on all those different uh, sites and uh, grab you some uh, grab you some some swag. Absolutely, yes. So anything else you want to add, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Psycho! Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.